Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 2 says, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Someone would take a guess at this verse. What is the theme of this verse? You can take a guess. This is worth three points, by the way, men, so you could win this. We could still win this. I think we can. I think I can. Love, one mind, one accord, like-minded. Yes, unity. Yes, that is worth 5,000 points. Boys, we win. All right. So, unity. Um, the importance of unity in our lives with God and our church. So this morning, I want to talk real briefly about the importance of unity. You know, there's a saying, especially in sports, you'll see basketball players, soccer players, to be, if it's a basketball player, say, I'm going to be one with the ball, or one with the football, or one with the bowling ball. I am a bowling ball. I could be a bowling ball. Okay. But um, throughout the Bible, God gives us many examples of how we ought to have unity, not only in our home, but unity in our workplace, our church, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I remember the day, actually, April 22nd, 2006. It was the day I asked Danielle, are you willing to take a chance with me to be my wife? And she said, and I was shocked, well, not really, because, you know. But she said yes. <laughs> and so there was all this preparation into the day, and uh, the, uh, we had set the date for September 30th. So five months. Five months. I was like, let's go. Let's, let's do this. So we had five months to prepare all the weddings, uh, preparation, and uh, she would say, what do you like with this color? And I say, Yes. And then she would say, what about this color? And I would say, yes. And I would say, what about this color? Does this color match? I said, yes, 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 and whatever you want, yes. Okay. <laughs> so all the preparation came up to the day, and it was September 29th, the rehearsal day. And I said, okay. We, my, my brother-in-law was with me, and he said, just let me know whatever you want, and we'll take care of it. So we had done preparations every, in the morning. The rehearsal started right at 6 o'clock. Now, we got married down in North Valley, Pastor Treber, and he's Mr. Punctual. I mean, he is, you're late if you're early. No, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. He's that type of guy. And so we said, hey, we need to be there. Come on, none of this Filipino time. you got to be there right at 6 o'clock. So we got there. I planned on being there on 5.30. So I got there on 5.30, and Danielle was still probably on her way. And she... Uh, she was coming in, and then 6 o'clock rolled around. No, then I said, okay, no worries. She's, she is Filipino and Canadian, so double negative, but it's okay. So 6.05 rolls around. Pastor Treber's like, okay, let's, let's get started. I said, well, uh, bride's not here yet. So 6.10 comes around. I said, hmm, let me give her a call. So I gave her a call. It goes straight to voicemail. I said, hmm, okay. 
6.15 rolls around, Pastor Cheever said, okay, let's, let's get everybody lined up. I said, uh, so I called my mother-in-law. I said, you heard from Danielle? She said, oh, can't get a hold of her. Okay? It's odd. So 6.20 rolls around. I mean, this is 20 minutes into wedding rehearsal. And uh, I saw her sister. I said, hey, Christina, where's, where's Danielle? She goes, I, I can't get a hold of her either. I said, hmm, I mean... I know I'm pretty ugly, but really? 6.30 rolls around. She still is not there. So we all, pastors said, okay, let's, let's all line up and let's get all. So we were all up on the platform. All the bridesmaids, all 12 of them, which, wow, she told me 12 she wanted. 12 of them were all there. All the 12 groomsmen, I had to go find my neighbor's cousin's friends to be able to get fill in. And we got all of them lined up, and I was up there, and... No bride. Finally, I had had to have been maybe 6.45. She comes rolling in. I'm sorry. And I guess what happened was she went with her cousin, who was from Florida, and her name is Color Sunshine, which, I mean, right there, you can tell she's probably going to get lost wherever she's going to drive. But she ended up driving her to her hair appointment or her, her nail appointment, and her battery died. But her cousin went to go drive somewhere to pick something up, and she got lost. And this whole time, she was trying to get to the church, but she had no phone, she had no car, and she couldn't get a hold of anybody. And so finally, she got there, and we went through the rehearsal. The next day was flying high. We got married, we took off for our honeymoon. But the day we said, I do, we became as one. The Bible says, um, Ephesians 5.31, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they, shall, they too shall be one flesh. From the day we said our vows, um, we became one. So number one, one, number one, one, we need to be one with God. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 15 and 17, if you want to turn there, if not, you can listen. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body. For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. God wants us to be in line with him. I know Brother Mike preached about this a few weeks ago, about daily in his word, you know. Um, so many times throughout the week that we, we should be reading God's word, following and, and looking at the scriptures. But, I mean, personal experience, I know that I always waver from that. Sometimes you get through the day and you're like, oh, man, i got to read the Bible. And, uh, you know, as he, as Brother Mike preached about it, you know, we should, we should be searching the scriptures. We should be looking for what God wants for us daily, weekly, monthly. Um, and so easily, so easy, so easy for us to get distracted. Uh, you know, and sometimes it takes just one verse to find out what, what that is. It's like, a, it's like hitting you on the head with a brick. Like, oh, that verse, dude, that's awesome. And um, it knows, I, I don't know if you've uh, talked, so I have a friend. He's from England. And uh, sometimes when you read the Bible, it's like, God, what is it that you want? 
And sometimes we get distracted. Uh, there's a buddy of mine from England, and he, he, I don't know if you've ever talked to somebody from England, they have a, he's from Yorkshire, and he has a pretty thick accent. And when I first met him, it was almost like, where's the subtitles? He's like, you know, are there subtitles on an English movie? And where's the button for that? <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be talking to him, and he said, hey, Gary, his name is Gary. I said, hey, Gary, how's it going? He'd be fantastic, mate. Oh, he said, fantastic. All right, fantastic. I said, how's your day? He goes, bro, I spoke, mate. Okay, I went, Dave. You lost me at the first letter. But now that he's been here in the States and I've been talking to him, and even though he gets back into some, some of his Yorkshire English accent, I can now pick up what he says a little bit just because I've been around him a lot. But... Um, but sometimes when we read our Bible, it's like we have to search for the scriptures. We can't just be reading through it. Um, and so number one is we need to be one with God. Number two, number two, we need to be one with our home, our family. You know, um, Joshua 24, verse 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I, I feel today more than ever, feel today more than ever, um, that our homes are attacked through the news, through our friends, through social media. It's always, hey, this home, and it's it's um, it's heartbreaking. Um, you know, having a home full of girls, four girls, and my wife. There's one thing that I've learned, and I, I am not the master of it. I would promise you that. And I've learned the hard way, and I'm still learning the hard way, is to have plenty of patience, especially when it comes to shoes and glitter and princesses. And, uh, um, but, I mean, just for example, not this morning. This morning we were actually on time. Where's Brother Mike? We were on time. Um, Sunday morning, I believe Sunday morning, we come to church for Sunday morning to ask for forgiveness for preparing for Sunday morning. I mean, it is a full-on blown Broadway, you know. We try to get out of the door. Oh, Callie's stinky. Oh, where's my, where's my purse? Oh, it's upstairs. Hey, where's my elephant teddy bear? Where's my blankie? My wife says, oh, no, not Danielle. <laughs> um, no, but there's always stuff. Always, I mean, you're out the door. Oh, we forgot her sippy cup. Okay, forgot the sippy cup. Oh, I forgot my, I forgot my nail polish. No, no, okay, nail polish. Okay. Oh, I forgot my juicy couture. Oh, like no. And uh, there's always something coming out. But you know what? We complain so much about. I mean, my parents were telling me um, in the Philippines there would be people that would be crammed into a jeepney. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of those guys. I mean, I don't even know if it's even legal. These guys, they got people on the roof, on the side, flying by. I mean, they are just, and they'll drive miles and miles and miles just to get to church. Sometimes we complain about things. And we say, oh, that's the worst. Really? I was listening to somebody talk about that. It was pretty Funny, actually. He says, you know, sometimes we talk about things that are, we say it's the worst. 
Like, really? You know, I mean, imagine going to McDonald's or something and say, hey, man, uh, I want to order a cheeseburger with no cheese and no burger. And they come out, and you'd be like, what? You order, I ordered a cheeseburger with no cheese and no burger, but they gave me a cheeseburger. And you show your friend, dude, look, I got a cheeseburger, and I ordered no cheese or no burger. Oh, yeah, that's the worst, man. That's the worst. Really? Or better, better yet. Now, I'm not a Facebook guy, all right? I will admit. Now, my wife opened up an account for me. I think a few months ago, so I'm officially on Facebook, and I think I have like three friends. But, I mean, you'll hear people post stuff on Facebook, and then they'll say, oh, I can't believe she disliked my post. I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, just post. I posted it, but they didn't like it. I know, dude, that's the worst. That is the worst ever. But, um, you know, I mean, I was thinking about it, and he was, this, this person was talking, he goes, hey, can you imagine those, remember that back in 2010 or something, the, chill, the, the cave miners in Chile, how they were caved in? And he said that, um, he was saying that, imagine them talking in the cave. And they say, yeah, amigo, I love the Lord. I love the Lord, but you know what, amigo, I think we're stuck here. Yeah, padre, I think we're I think we're not gonna make it. Yeah, I think this is the worst ever. Yeah. But you know what? I think something even more worse than this? What is it, amigo? I think worse than this would be someone not liking my Facebook post. <laughs> Can you imagine what you're thinking? I mean, what we say sometimes. Oh, this is the worst. No. We have got it great here. We are great. You know, um, I know Pastor emphasizes this on, on, uh, on Sunday mornings. The grace of God, what he's given. We complain so much. We have so many things. And, um, you know, what a great example of God dying on the cross. And he sees us and we complain, but he gives us grace. You know, um, in our homes, we ought to be one with our family. So really quick, moving on. Oh, we got time. Okay, so one with God, one with our home, family. Number three, we need to be one with our church. We need to be one with our church. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. I believe, I believe, this is just me, but I believe we have the greatest church in the entire universe. Even the Milky Way, I think it's right here in Redwood City. Um, I mean, walking in the front doors, you see Brother Frank, you can't, if you don't get excited about seeing Brother Frank hand, giving you a handshake, and a bulletin, faithful every single morning, uh, uh, Sunday morning, even though when we're late, he's still over there waiting for us. I mean, that'll, that'll get your gizzards running, you know. I mean, he, he's, he's out there with a smile. And thank God for Brother Frank. But I believe we have the greatest church in the world, universe, Milky Way. Um, 
Philippians 1, 3 says, I thank God, I thank my God. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Now, when I see my kids, yes, when I see my kids, I thank God of every remembrance. Even though they cause trouble, taken from their mom and me sometimes. You know, I, I remember... Uh, I think it was a Wednesday night. We were coming home from church. We came, came to the Wednesday night. We were coming home, and it was just Courtney and Cassie that was with me. Uh, the little two were sick, so Danielle stays with them at home, and I took them to church. And after church, whenever it's just the two kids, I usually stop by McDonald's or uh, somewhere just to get them a little treat, you know, just because it's, it's nice. It's just, it's just us. And so I said, hey, what do you guys want to grab? And Courtney says, hey, let's get a milkshake. Right on. Let's go to In-N-Out. So we drove down to In-N-Out, and I got a milkshake for Courtney and Cassidy. And I, I asked for a small, and they're small for kids, pretty big. I mean, it was huge. And I don't know if you guys had a milkshake from In-N-Out before, but they're pretty thick. They're pretty thick. And so I grabbed one for her. I grabbed one for Danielle as well. And so we started driving home, and Danielle just, I mean, uh, Courtney just started guzzling this thing. I mean, she was drinking it like it was water. And, uh, I mean, we live in Fremont, so it takes us about 25, 30 minutes, a couple hours sometimes to get home because of people driving. But it takes us about 30 minutes, and by the time we exited, getting ready close to the house, I looked at the rearview mirror, and Courtney is just back there like this. <laughs> and I said, Courtney, are you okay? She goes, yeah. And I said, did you finish your milkshake? Yeah, I finished all of it. It's like, oh, I mean, it was it was a good size, even though I asked for a small. I said, okay. So we pulled up at home, and she goes, Dad, I need to go to the bathroom. I said, okay, go, go. And uh, she she got to the bathroom, and she was there for a little bit. And then she came out, and she goes, Dad, I, I spit up a little bit. I said, okay, just clean it up. You know, you know how to clean it up. Just take Paper towel, whatever, just clean up. She said, okay. So she grabbed, uh, grabbed the paper towel, went in the bathroom. She uh, started cleaning up. She was there for a little bit. I go, what is going on? And she comes out and she goes, Dad, I'm going to need some more paper towels. I said, what? I went in there and it was like she took a hose. I mean, you could see the trajectory. She was, looked like toilet was right here. You could see the trajectory going. <laughs> I mean, she was sick to her stomach. And you could see, I mean, it was a perfect arch. It looked like Picasso had painted this beautiful mural coming down towards the... I'm like... And I was saying, why didn't you just get to the... But patience. And I had, I was, I mean, I probably blew my top um, that I didn't need to, but I was like, okay, it's okay. Let's, uh, let's have your mom clean that up and let's go... <laughs> Uh, so, nonetheless, I mean, we, we hosed that thing down. I mean, we, we went through two or three Clorox, the wipes, and just cleaned it up. And for the past few days, I mean, it, that stuff lingers. It just doesn't go away. It lingers. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how I got off on that subject. <laughs> Where was I going? But, uh. Yes. Oh, I thank God of every remembrance of you. I'm sorry. I got so distracted with that story. Um, but going back to seeing Courtney, yes, 
we mess up. And I know Brother Mike probably sees me rolling in at 9.45. Yes, we're supposed to be here at 9.15. I'm sorry. It's okay, Brother Mike. And he, he's so patient with us. Um, and the rest of the group, thank you. But, uh, you know, I thank God of every remembrance of you. We see each other here in church. Brother Frank, Carla, Marquita, everyone here. And we thank God of every remembrance of you. Except Andrew, sometimes. No, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Andrew especially, okay? Andrew especially. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes we're so mean to each other. You know? Ever noticed, like especially when we were kids, we're sometimes mean to other kids? Especially if it's someone that you like. You know, when you were, especially boy, I think it's boys. It's more of a boy thing. They see a girl, and they're like, man, they're in the playground. Hey, Billy, you see that girl over there? Yeah. She'd love my life right there. Really? Yeah, I'm going to throw this stone right at her forehead. It's like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, he throws the stone right at her. Go, stone, go, stone. Go find thy mark. Go, stone. Find our mark on it. Yeah, I love you right there. I love you. You know, isn't that isn't just sometimes how we are? We're just mean to people that we love. But you know what? The Bible says, I thank God of every remembrance of you. And that's how it is. Our church, pastor, you know, um, I know pastor prays on a daily basis, on a weekly basis for every one of us. He brings us before the throne of God. And um, that is worth more than money can buy. Um, bringing your name before the throne of God. Uh, you know, our church, how we rally behind one another, rally behind our pastor, rally behind our church, each other, um, as one. You know, real quick, with the uh, last story here, there's a story of the 1951 University of San Francisco Dons, their football team in San Francisco, um, back in 1951. Now, back then, there was only eight bowls. Only e-bowls. Nowadays, we have over 50 bowls. There's like the Wheels Bowl, Tostitia Bowl. There's the National Championship. Um, but back then, there was only eight bowls. Uh, and one of them was the Orange Bowl, which was kind of like the more prestigious bowls. Okay? And the University of San Francisco Dons, which is, I mean, they're not a big, you don't hear of USF going to any college bowl games. Um, but that year, that football team went 9-0. and They went 9-0 and back in 1951. And they, their last game, they played Loyola down in, UC, down in UCLA, and they defeated them. And on their way up from the game, they're taking the train back home to San Francisco, they received an invitation to play for the Orange Bowl. Now, if your college was selected to play for the Orange Bowl, it was a big thing, you know, Name for the college, good name for um, the sports program, good name for the athletes um, who could advance in their careers if they wanted to play professional sports. Um, so they were invited to go and play for the Orange Bowl. However, there was an if. Now, on that team, back in 1951, there was two African-American um, players. One of them, let me get my notes here. Uh, one of them was... That guy, and the other one was the other guy. Can't find my notes. But anyways, there was two ifs to play for the Orange Bowl. 
they said, back in 1951, they said, if you, we want you to come and play at the Orange Bowl since your season was so miraculous and your school could probably need it, but you're going to have to leave these two athletes behind. And they got up to San Francisco, and the coach says, okay, boys, we have good news and we have bad news. We have an invitation to play for the Orange Bowl. Um, the only two, the only the bad news is we have to leave our running back and our linebacker behind. And they went to the locker room, and they talked to it. And if the story goes, they they didn't even take long. They said it probably took about five minutes talking about it, less than that. And they says, okay, well, you know what? If that's the case, we're just going to end the season right here and right there, and we're not going to go play for the Orange Bowl. Now, nothing has come back from the UC USF. They have never played in any other Orange Bowl before. But it shows you right there that the team decided, you know what? If they're not going to let those two play, we're not going to go at all. And what an example, if we were to take that in our own lives, in our own personal lives, in our church, in our home, with God, and say, you know what? We're just going to rally and be as one. What an amazing accomplishment that we can, we can be as a Christian to, to be as a light to those who are unsaved at work. I mean, you see people all the time at work. They're searching for answers. And you know what? We should be an example of being as one with God. And um, you know what? I was going to give an example here, but what if, what if, I'm just saying, what if Brother Mike says, okay, everyone turn your songbooks to page number or look at the um, screen, and we're going to sing, Jesus loves me. Okay? But I was a disgruntled member. Okay? And I said, I'm not going to play Jesus Loves Me. I want to play I'm in right, out right, up right, down right. Happy all the time. Because I am happy all the time. Okay? And so he starts to sing Jesus Loves Me, but I'm on the piano playing I'm in right, out right, up right. And he's saying, uh-uh, we're singing Jesus Loves Me. So he sings louder. And then I play louder. And then he sings louder. Man, what would you guys be thinking? You're like, uh, I'm a little confused. What are we singing? There's a division in the church. And you know what? That's not how we should be. We should be rallying as one. Rallying as one behind our pastor, behind our God, behind each other to fulfill what God has for us and his will for our life. So that is my lesson, and I'm sticking to it. So, um, but anyways, it is 10.50. Thank you for uh, listening this morning. I hope I kept you awake. Um, but Pray for Brother Mike. He is up. Uh, he's preaching the next uh, hour. So other than that, we... Oh, we should probably pray. We should probably pray, and then we will be dismissed. Father in heaven, Lord, we love you. Thank you, God, for... Um, thank you, God, for our church, Lord, and the family that we have here.